Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Wednesday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky, the Lakers and their fans have been looking for a signature win all season long. No better night to get it than against the hated Boston Celtics. The Lakers yeah. are fully up on them. 117-102, the final score at Staples Center. Big nights for LeBron James on a night where the lineup looked kind of interesting. And LeBron had some interesting things to say earlier this week about Frank Vogel's job security. I wonder how all of these things are related. We'll talk about it next. You are locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everybody for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday. We get this thing up bright and early for you, so no matter where you are, what time you make any podcast your first listen, you can make this one your first listen. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. want to let you know as well that this episode of Locked On Lakers is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. Like Andy, maybe Frank Vogel has a subscription to a job hunting site that maybe he doesn't need to keep as much after Tuesday's 117-102 thumping of the hated Boston Celtics. If it is, by the way, a subscription to a job site, I can only assume it's Indeed. <laughs> it ought to be. Yes. Um, I mean, if, that will if, help him. That exactly. will help both employers find him and him yes. find perspective. Yes. If, he, if he'd like to expedite this process, and I hope he doesn't have to, do it right, Frank. I'll be honest with you. Should Frank, and I am not lobbying for this, but should Frank Vogel find himself unemployed, he shouldn't require a job hunting site to know which NBA positions are open. It, like, you know what? That, it, I'm, just, I'm just saying. At the end of the day, Frank Vogel, if that happens, and like you, I'm not lobbying for it to happen, he will just be another unemployed person in this country who could use all the help he can get. That's right. Um, maybe he's looking for a, a change in, in what he wants to do. Um, anyway, process. so we will talk about LeBron James and what he said about Frank Vogel earlier this week um, in terms of, of Vogel's job security, and uh, we'll get to the lineup. Um you know, the, the Lakers leaned into going small. Um, they also started Avery Bradley. So, you know, Vogel, I, I think, if nothing else, is dedicated to providing daily podcasters content, which we appreciate. <laughs> um, but let's start with well, let's start with this game because, you know, we came into this. We previewed the game, Andy, with John Corrales of Locked on Celtics um, saying the Lakers haven't had anything even close to a signature win. Maybe the Miami game where they beat a Jimmy Butlerless. Honestly, squad. the most signature win that they had, I mean, unless you really want to put a lot of credence into that thumping of Sacramento, was probably the loss to Milwaukee because it was the best yeah. that they looked against a quality team and they gave them a legitimate game. They just happened to lose. But that says something that when that was maybe the closest thing you had to a signature win this season. <laughs> when you lose your signature win, it's not a good sign. Am I wrong? Am I no, wrong? No, you're not at all. I mean, it was probably the best game they played this year, especially, you know, no LeBron that night and whatever. So they come into Tuesday's game and, you know, Boston is a disappointing team in the same way, in some ways, as the Lakers are. But, you know, the, the, the context is much different. Boston, as Frank Vogel pointed out uh, at the end of the, of the game, 
uh, one, I think the second first, second best, I think, uh, team offensively in the league over the last 10 games. I think they were nine and four over their last 13 after being a couple games under 500. So, you know, the Celtics certainly came into this game playing much better, um, even without Jalen Brown. And, you know, look, I mean, the Clippers struggled. They've got injury issues and they beat the Lakers on Friday. Like, vulnerability is not a, uh, a prerequisite for like the Lakers suddenly looking really good. They've, They've made vulnerable teams look great <laughs> over the course of the year. Um, so Tatum goes off at the beginning of Tuesday's game. He's got 14 points in the first like five or six minutes, and you're like, oh, God. This is going to be one of those where we get back to Frank Vogel's job security type conversations. But after that, man, the Lakers, first and foremost, before we get to LeBron and Westbrook and everything else, locked the bleep down defensively, and that looked good. Yeah, that from start to finish, even during the period where Tatum was getting his shots off, the Lakers looked as focused and dialed in defensively over the course of 48 minutes, I think as we've seen them this entire season, particularly when you take into account the quality of competition, like who they were actually playing. And it this was I, I said to you when we were going back and forth um before the game, just about things that we had noticed and that we wanted to get into. This was just from an overarching perspective, Brian, the most that they looked like a team, period. Mm. Like this was the most that these guys have come out looking like they were actually on the same page, aware of what everybody else was going to be doing over the course of a game, what they're supposed to be doing, how they're supposed to be reacting to what everyone else is doing. Like th- they looked like an actual team with a game plan that they were adhering to. And I, and I recognize this sounds like an incredibly low bar to clear, but the reality is they have not looked like that over the, over this year no. uh, to th- this point where we're at. And, you know, it's significant because if this is all of a sudden a trend in the right direction, you look at this game and go like, all right, this is actually not only something that can be built on, like this is something that looks promising. Well, right. And it's. It's funny because after they, I mean, we'll hold on to this topic here, you know, and, and, and get to it in a second. But after the Sacramento game, Frank Vogel was very chest puffy. The team was very enthusiastic and kind of maybe got a little bit of, over their skis in terms of what that that second half could mean. Turned around and lost against the Clippers. Um, much more measured in their response from. LeBron and AD on down, Frank Vogel, you know, nobody quite like, okay, if we can do this, we can, you know, this is, you know, we showed some signs. We've got a long way to go. Like a lot of that while acknowledging that they played well, I mean, and they should like, this is, it was an encouraging night for them, but you know, they gave up 42 points in the, in the, in the middle two quarters and, you know, Tatum got loose again a little bit at the, in, at the beginning of the fourth. Um, but, but significantly nobody else on the Celtics produced in any meaningful way uh, you know uh, their second second best scorer was was uh the time lord robert williams he played great he did he played really he well. a nice game but he was also a minus 20 on the night so i mean the lakers lit him up when you know he's supposed to be their defensive anchor um when when is out there dennis schroeder what it was you know one of six from four made you know 10 you know eight of 10 free uh from the line finished with 10 points very quiet game for we learned for something him. By the way, Brian, during this game, Dennis Schroeder is the FOH baseline for a tribute video. <laughs> <laughs> like he's the point where you say FOH, man. We're no not Donka doing this. Shane. Yeah, there was no Donka Shane video for Dennis Schroeder. You know, because around the league, 
uh, returning players, and the Lakers have been no exception, often get those thank you videos, which, full disclosure, I don't care at all. I think it's nice. It, do- it doesn't bother me at all. I think it can be classy, even if it seems like it's too much. Schroeder was the guy who they said, all right, man, we nope. we are not doing the dance, and it's nope, good nope, nope. because he got booed every time he touched the ball. Laker yeah. fans do not like that Schroeder uh, did not opt to take their money. <laughs> it's true. They're Found very it. angry about that. You know what? You know what? I will I mean, it's say. funny. They'd be booing him if he did take their money, too. Right. But, he, but they're very angry that he didn't. Well, it, I mean, it's very... You know, it's it's not me, it's you. Like they they were really, and I can understand the idea that Dennis Schroeder would say eighty four million dollars in hand is not enough. I'm going to take my chances and expect to get more and leave you guys the Lakers right. seventeen championships high and dry. Yeah, that becomes the FOH baseline. I'm glad. I'm glad you broke up with me, but how dare you break up with me? Exactly. <laughs> so, so, but, but you know, the point being that you know, d- defensively, nobody else on the Celtics did anything. You know, Tatum finished with 34, but it was front loaded to that first quarter and back loaded to a fourth quarter where the Lakers were were comfortably ahead. And you know, it was the other part of this though is is energy and effort like you know and we'll get we'll get i guess a little bit to this with the avery bradley was again in the starting lineup but for a team that that the players and certainly the coaching staff has emphasized over and over again doesn't always play hard enough especially you know as the game got into the second quarter and tatum cooled off a little bit and certainly the third quarter when they really cranked it up over those last six minutes um, after a very raggedy start for both teams like you, oh, 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 okay. Like that's what that's, oh yeah, that looks like 2020. Like that's how they play. They played with their hair on fire. All, and when you're, when you need those connect, connective parts of your defense to operate properly, you know, you need that energy. If one guy's not quite playing with the effort, if two guys aren't quite playing with the effort, the rotation is a half step too slow. And now everyone's scrambling. Like that's the effort part of it. And so I, I suspect those two things are related, Andy. And it starts with the engagement of LeBron James, who was deeply engaged in this one on both sides of the ball from the jump. We'll talk about that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Calm. You know what makes LeBron James King James besides defensive engagement? Sleep. That's right. Sleep is his superpower. And Calm is the number one app for sleep and meditation. They've teamed up with LeBron James to help you activate the power of sleep. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, but you don't have to be a world champion to learn how to use it. Calm helps you train your brain so you sleep better, reduce your stress, and perform at your best like LeBron James. So head to calm.com slash locked on NBA for a limited time. You get 40% off a Calm premium subscription. You have access to the nature scenes that LeBron loves, like rain on leaves. That is actually really peaceful. It helps I love you get rain into, on leaves. Yeah, it helps nice. you get into a great great headspace. It helps you keep the main thing, the main thing, as LeBron would say. So again, for a limited time, our listeners can help can join LeBron in using Calm and get a 40% discount on a Calm prescription, Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash LockedOnNBA. Unlock content that helps you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Again, get started at calm.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's calm.com slash LockedOnNBA. Hey, Andy, you know who else is keeping the, the main thing, the main thing? 
Who? Our friends at Built Bar. And this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It legit does. Or even better than a candy bar. It's a Built Bar, and it's filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. And yet it's high in protein, so you get yoked when you eat these things. So it's the best of both Wooten worlds. Bar is all it it's takes. Deli- <laughs> Just lift the Built Bar up to your mouth, and you're building muscle. Uh, delicious it's and healthy. It's amazing. <laughs> That is not clinically proven. You still no. have to exercise. So many no, flavors, not, you have a hard time. It is time not clinically nor anecdotally proven. Just, yeah, I got to keep going. We have raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie. Like, it's it's all the hardest thing about this whole Built Bar thing is choosing your flavor. Uh, Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that something extra to keep you going. Throw one in your jacket a purse you never know when you're going to need it uh, but curbside pickup is also an option if you want to avoid violence this holiday season if you're friends with santa tell santa to throw a few of those built bars into your stockings there's so just options aplenty uh so go to built.com use the promo code lock 15 and get 15 percent off your order again built.com using the promo code 15 per, uh locked 15 and get 15 percent off your order at built.com Andy, it makes a difference when LeBron James is paying attention on both sides of the ball. He came out very aggressive um, offensively, which he's done before. Not as much as I think people would like, but you know, he a lot of feels out the game. But defensively, whew, he was locked in from the beginning. Yeah, you saw this in the first quarter where he got back in transition and he bothered a Jason Tatum uh, fast break at the rim into a miss. And I remember when that happened going like, all right, This feels like a game where LeBron is actually looking to make a statement on both ends of the floor. And, you know, it's something that he needs to do because he was the one who said in the the last game that they played, I was pretty bleepy defensively. Like, you know, he he has talked about how he likes playing small ball five. He was talking about sleep. No, no. And and ironically, this was a game where he didn't really play small ball five. Uh, Dwight Howard ended up as the backup center in this game. So when LeBron was playing with the second unit, he was playing at the four, but he he called himself out saying that his defense was not good enough. And, you know, with, with LeBron, you always wonder like, okay, what is that going to lead into? Because there are always those questions about how much is he going to pace himself over the course of a season? How much does he need to pace himself? And then what are the effects of when he does it? Because, even if you think it's justified and sensible and pragmatic, there's still an on-court effect. Like there's something that has to be accounted for. This was a game where LeBron just said, screw it, man. I am playing defense for every minute I'm on the court. And look, the, the answer for me is it's not sustainable. Like you can't have him go like, you know, pick and choose your spots where, you know, big game at home. Lakers really needed this win. They really did. I, I, it is the twenty. It was the twenty fifth regular season game. They're thirteen and twelve now. Um, if I'm if I'm keeping track, like you, at some point you got to string some wins together to get yourself a little separation from this massive group in the middle of the conference to get yourself up to where you know a four seed or a home and just to start feeling good about yourselves and 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 put yourselves in a position to you know be you know to to be able to compete with these better teams. Um, you know, you can't, you don't want him doing that every night, but, um, 
whether it was a national TV game, whether it was Boston, whether it was related to the stuff we're going to get into in a second in terms of what LeBron is saying about Frank Vogel. Um, and or what he's not, not saying. Or what he's not saying, but not wanting to be uh, attached to the idea of uh, getting him fired. Um, whatever the reason was, personal pride based on the, the, the Clippers game. This is what it looked like. And... The, you know the, the 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 downstream impact of that when you have Anthony Davis who was elite on the boards with 16 rebounds Vogel talked about after the game you know one of the ways reasons they were able to sustain their small ball play and play so well is they were not getting hammered on the glass which is something that has been typically happening to them um all season long when they can rebound they can stay with those lineups easier to stay with those lineups uh, those lineups are more successful, and Davis was crucial to that. And then, you know, it opens up space. When when they play defense, that lets them play faster. When they can play faster, they can go downhill. And when they can go downhill, Russell Westbrook can dominate. Yeah. And yeah. he was great again on Tuesday. He Well, you know, he started out a little bit rough. I think he missed his first four shots, and I, he missed back-to-back threes. Um, they actually had a, a on the same possession. Uh, right, I was feeling that was one of the, at the beginning of the game when I was feeling deeply cynical about the Avery Bradley choice of like, look, like the the offense has been designed to get Russell Westbrook open threes and it's working. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I the guy that I really felt bad for in that situation was Anthony Davis because he real he really worked hard for that particular offensive rebound. Rebound and kicked just, it out to Russ. Yeah, and to see Missed Russ again. to put up that three with. I'm guessing at least 21 seconds left. Well, oh, yeah, the resets of four. Does it reset to 14? Four, Whatever 14, it was. It was so a there, second after. Yeah, it is at least 11, 12 was, seconds. AD's got to be Real quick, like, really, why, really do, why does that always happen that way? Like, whenever a team gets an offensive rebound, the next guy feels like they have to shoot in less than three seconds. It my, always happens that way. My guess is either you're just kind of psyched and feeling the adrenaline of the dude who get did all the work to get you that offensive board, or you're hoping to catch a defense while they're scrambled. Right. That's true. But it is worth noting, Andy, that um, the three three-pointers that he missed in that you know 12-second sequence or whatever <laughs> were three of the four that he took on the enti- in the entire game. Yeah. The other one was in the second half. So, I mean, the rest yeah. of it, again, was all downhill. For that matter. Um, so LeBron it was 9 12 inside the arc. For that matter, LeBron only took five threes in this game. And he's averaging about eight and a half on the season. Mm-hmm. And LeBron, this was the best, I think, from the first quarter to the end of a game that LeBron looked finishing in, in this game. We've talked a lot, Brian, about how his finishing has not been nearly what what we're used to from LeBron. We, we are hopeful that it's just reminiscent of last season when he began slow and began to become more efficient around the rim as the season went along. But it helped that he was able to get in transition so much because I, that was that was exactly what I was thinking. He is LeBron, if you give yeah if you give LeBron regular opportunities on the break, he's going to finish. He's not going to get nobody wants to get in the way of that. It's when it's when you have to when he's got to muscle through people in the half court when he's got to elevate you know through people in the half court and establish set defense. Uh, but you're right. I mean, like it is not, it is not a mystery that the defense or that, that Westbrook was, I, I said that wrong. He was eight of 12 from inside the arc. Uh, LeBron was nine of 13, uh, 13 of 19 overall. And I'm doing the math here real quick. 11 of 14 from inside the arc. 
like that's not an accident that it happens on a night where the Lakers are also excellent defensively. Um, it's also not an accident that it happens on a night the Lakers only turn the ball over 14 times. Um, you know, so you know, all of this stuff matters. And I, I just, if they play defense like this, they're going to win a lot of games. I don't know how sustainable this particular level of defense is every night. But if they're like mostly this good, <laughs> like, I mean, well, here's know, the that, thing they may I mean, not always be this good defensively. You know, they, they're, they're not always going to be this effective. And like you said, Boston missed some shots. The Lakers actually spent the first half of the game sending them to the line a lot. Yeah. And that's still something that even when the Lakers, they're rotating well, it seems like they're really communicating well and stuff like that. They still send guys to the line way too much. But more often than not, if they play with this type of focus and intensity and like and purpose, an effort, yeah. defensively, the type of effort that has been, you know, very nakedly, obviously missing over the course of the season, if they do this more often, it's going to work out. It's going to be good. Um, before we get to the LeBron and, and Vogel stuff and just kind of the dynamic here, um, real quick, uh, Austin Reeves did not play. Uh, and hasn't played much since coming back from the hamstring thing hasn't played particularly let me rephrase he did play but he didn't play when it mattered but he and Bazemore both played three minutes of garbage time right um and so Reeves uh is is essentially fallen out of the rotation Bazemore out of the rotation Jordan out of the rotation right I'm just sort of naming you know Rondo never really in it unless you need him specifically uh and he seems cool with that aside from inserting Ariza when he's back because he will play. Oh yeah, this looks like the rotation that that Vogel has settled into. Again, I'd love to see in my my lineup Ellington sub in for um for Avery for Bradley, Bradley in that starting lineup, especially if they're going to start Tht. Um, at least until Ariza comes back, I could see Ariza starting once he's back. Uh, you know, but like. This is the group, and it's, I guess, a matter at this point of organizing them because I do think this deal with with Dwight playing 12 to 15 as the backup center is what it's going to look like. I don't think he's going back to a, both of those guys playing and all that stuff. And when Ariza's back, he has even fewer excuses to do that. I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, it, as far as Reeves goes, the the first couple games he's been back from that hamstring injury, he has not been good at all. And right. I don't know if the hamstring is still bothering him or if he's just incredibly rusty. Wh- whatever it is, he doesn't even look like the player that you count on to do some of the little things and, and the wheel greasing and just being in the right spot, stuff like that. He frankly has looked pretty bad. And if you're if you are a rookie that's not looking good, you're going to lose uh, the confidence of You don't get much. Yeah, you're going to lose the confidence of most coaches. That's fine. I mean, unless you are like a special rookie and due respect to Austin Reeves, he's not that guy. Um, I agree. And and, and Monk is playing better. Oh, Uh, yeah. The need for for Reeves to fill space, you know, Ellington is back. Um, And some of Reeves is really good play kind of, you know, THT is back. Like, you know, there's, there is less space for Reeves to, to do these things. It's it's not shocking to me. And I frankly don't really have a problem with it at all. Um, The Avery Bradley of it all, man, like this is, (laughs) this, this is like the, 
you know, non-sexual version of Brokeback Mountain. Just the, I wish I knew how to quit you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know if Frank Vogel is ever going to let Avery Bradley out of this rotation. And I know Laker fans are sitting around waiting for Vogel to say, you know, I know how to quit you. But right now it's just, I wish I knew how to quit you. Yeah, it does not. I, I mean, like on, we were talking before, uh, before we started recording, like, it would be one thing in this game if it felt like Avery Bradley had a specific matchup that theoretically makes sense for Avery Bradley to be out there. I mean, like put aside whether or not you think Bradley is the defender that Vogel clearly thinks he is, but just something where it's like on paper. All right, I get it. That's why he's there. He didn't even have it in this game. No, he started He started THT because they needed somebody to try to guard Jason Tatum. Right, but that- and then Russ was doing it for a while. Like Avery Bradley... If he ended up on Jason Tatum, it was largely because of a switch or by right. accident or whatever. I but you know, I don't, at the same time, you know, they have Marcus Smart, they have Dennis Schroeder, you know, they, right? But and Schroeder was a non-factor in this game. But I so also it's not I don't just Jason Tatum. I don't get it though. If you're going to be, and again, let's preface all this by saying the Lakers won the game. Avery Bradley clearly didn't get in the way of it, and, right? And he know, was a big part of that defensive push in the third quarter. And, and, and it, you know, it, it slow is start in the Vo- first, but a big push right. in the third. And Frank Vogel's being flexible with going smaller than would be his druthers, all that stuff. I, I get it. But if you're going brother. to be starting, if you're going to be starting Taitlin Horton Tucker, which I think is debatable whether or not you should be starting him either. But if you're going to be starting him, I feel like you need to be taking Bradley out for a true shooter, like mm-hmm. somebody who's definitively going to be right. Gen- genuinely has gravity to right. create I mean, the spacing at, that you need. At that the THT point, was oh, THT was over five. I actually didn't think he played a bad game, but he was over five. He was wild. Range. He was wild for a lot of the game. He was, but I, he's, I, I was, he's I was been okay wild. with it. But um, I was, you know, I liked the the defensive effort. I I, I was not upset sure. with what he was that's, doing. That's fine. But, but he was over. But the point about floor spacing, he was over yes. five from three point range, and he cannot. After that hot start, he cannot be counted on as a person who can stretch the floor. So that's how you end up with three Russell Westbrook three pointers in twelve seconds. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's. It's something that I don't totally understand. I think it goes back to what we've talked about before. Like Vogel likes what Bradley embodies. And I think in a lot of ways, Bradley feels like an extension of Frank Vogel on the court. And this is just something he's going to do. And there, you know, there's only so much you, I guess you expect any coach to completely abandon their principles. And I think Avery Bradley is just kind of that line in the sand. Yep. Um, all right, so let's get to LeBron and and Vogel because it's just it's just an interesting part of having LeBron on your team, um, and 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 what that does for from a coaching perspective. We'll talk about it next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Bet Online. Back better than ever. They've got a new web interface for the basketball season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all basketball and football action this season head to the new updated desktop or mobile website sign up today receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use the promo code locked on to receive that bonus from basketball football nhl boxing and ufc right down to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online the fastest easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the games start so um was it Monday at practice, LeBron was asked about uh, Frank Vogel and the, the 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 work that he's done this year. Kind of, you know, hey, is Frank yes, doing a good job? It was Monday. 
Um, and so he responded, I think criticism comes with a job, you know? Uh, Frank is a strong-minded guy. He has a great coaching staff. And we, as his players, have to do a better job of going out and producing on the floor. We're a team and an organization that, doesn't, that don't mind some adversity, that don't mind people saying things about us, obviously, because it comes with the territory. So, you know, he certainly... You know, wasn't critical, and I will I will note he said very explicitly said after Tuesday's game the coaching staff gave them a great you know game plan, and the players had to go out and execute it, and they did, um, you know, which is something they haven't done throughout the season, but you know, it was neither a condemnation of Vogel in terms of you know eh, you know this guy I've I've certainly seen less support from a player uh yeah towards ask, a ask coach. Luke Walton yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> and but at the same time it wasn't a full-throated like no like this is my guy he is a he's doing a great job like it's you know he pointed back to the players it was basically Switzerland um and what was your interpretation of why I mean look with LeBron there's always going to be some guesswork, and maybe that's the point. LeBron is very famously, passive-aggressively cryptic with messaging, and he does it very intentionally. You know, there's a history of this. You, you know, you could paint it, at, or you could interpret it as him souring on Vogel. You could interpret it as him not wanting to be painted into any particular corner. You could mm-hmm. uh, interpret it as him, you know, the penchant that he has for keeping people on edge. You could interpret it as I think a pretty well documented indifference for the most part to who coaches him, unless your name is David or Blatt. Like, right, you know, and then he's aggressively anti you, right? Or Ty, you know, he's pretty pro Ty Lue. Sure, he's, he's a pretty big Ty Lue fan, right? He's a big Ty Lue fan, and after a while, became a pretty big Eric Spolster fan. But for the most part, there's been some degree of indifference with LeBron, or if nothing else, a lack of true commitment one way or the other. You know, he may want to be keeping some degree of distance with this stuff because he already has the, you know, the reputation of the GM. You know, it was interesting that he talked before about how, you know, the the coach and the front office and everybody put it together, this great roster and left himself out. And on one hand, he's not going to say, I did this. But on the other hand, he knows, everybody knows he did this. So, you know, Le- LeBron does that. He will be as hands-on or hands-off as he feels he needs to be in a moment. I I took a lot of it as, I mean, I think you're right. All of these things, and you know, a lot of them are probably true at the same time. I think fundamentally more than anything, his comments were designed to not, there's no way for him to be neutral. Like, you know, like if he's, if he's too, if he's too, over the top in you know in 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 support for Vogel. If there comes a time when the Lakers really do like you know they lose six in a row and you got to pull the trigger on something he's got to turn this thing around in one way or another you, gotta, you know they don't have a lot of levers to pull this is one of them fair or not probably not that's just the the way the world works. Then all of it well LeBron James didn't want Vo- like okay or. If like, you know, but if they do decide, like he also doesn't want to be like the guy who pushed him out the door either. I, I think he thinks Vogel's perfectly fine. Um, and I mean, he that could have said he's it, a good coach. He he could. And I think, you know, if some I, I'd be very curious to see if somebody asks sort of asks the question. He was asked to really it was Bill Plaschke at the Times, kind of asked him kind of a two part question. 
And he didn't answer the second part about, uh, about, you know, the work that he's doing, like, you know, kind of the, is Frank Vogel a good coach kind of thing. He sort of left that part out. Um, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not because LeBron forgot that part of the question because that guy has a photographic memory. Does have a very good memory. The other part of it is, I, I and the reason that I think he is not pushing for Vogel to get fired, um, and certainly doesn't want to look like he is, gets to the other part of the things that it looks real bad for him if this. This season is going south because of the move that LeBron and AD um, really, you know, helped engineer. It is a bad look for LeBron if that gets his coach fired, um, especially, and you know, to to tie this to the the work that he did against Boston on Tuesday, especially if it's combined with LeBron isn't as active and engaged as he needs to be given what he did to the roster. And I'm not, you know, I'm not blaming LeBron for the Westbrook trade. I think he's part of it. And Palinka is too, because Jeannie Buss is part of it. Jeannie Buss. Everybody's part of this. Cause this is what the Lakers are. It was very on brand. Like there was well, nothing but also, weird I mean, about what they did. Know, they, they didn't, you know, they didn't make the move then call Jeannie. I mean, she, you know, she signed <laughs> off. I know, on but you, you understand my point. Like trading for Russell Westbrook is, Super duper on brand for the Lakers. It's not weird. Yeah. Um, and if Vogel is going to have to go at some point, I am pretty sure LeBron's going to make sure it's at the end of a stretch where he's really playing hard and playing well. And, and so you can't pin it on LeBron wasn't playing to even keep his coach's job. It's right. just, just my interpretation. I don't, or think, he was, I, don't, I don't think he's trying to get Vogel fired. Or he was actively playing in a way to get Vogel out the door. Look, for what it's worth, I have never gotten the impression that LeBron you know, wasn't impressed in some way by Vogel. Like he's talked before, you know, it's, it's been a while, but he's talked before about being impressed with Vogel's attention to detail and all the preparation. And these are things that speak to LeBron. Do they still speak to him in the same way, you know, in the third season with a completely different roster? I don't know. And, and, and to be honest, it's difficult to know because of the setup of this season right. with COVID and not having the same access to players, not even being able to observe body language in a locker room. Like it's just, it's much harder. It's just different. It, but I, mean, I haven't heard anything. I've not heard no. anything in terms of LeBron having truly soured on Vogel. I have not. Yeah, and, I, and ultimately, I think LeBron's attitude is: if you don't give me a crappy coach, you know, somebody, if, if you know, if you find me someone who clears the the basic bar, I'll figure the rest out. You know, mm-hmm. it, could I? It, would I prefer the best coach out there? Sure, but I don't need it. Um, and I think Vogel absolutely clears that bar. Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, thanks again to everybody for making Locked on Lakers your first listen of every day. Make sure you are subscribing to Locked on Lakers on YouTube as well. Um, lots of cool stuff coming as we get going through the season. we got some plans and schemes and things that we want to try uh, to do as the season goes along. So we appreciate all, all the support there. And we'll see everybody on Thursday.